Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3 Take presented by Big League Chew. This is episode 288. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. I thought you were Nate. I'm Kyle. I'm Kyle. You're Kyle? I'm Kyle. I'm Kyle. I'm, I'm Nate. Nate. You're Kyle. I'm I'm Kyle. You're Kyle. Oh, all right. I'm Nate. Let's let's uh let's talk some soccer. Let's get into this. Let's talk some uh, croquet and crochet, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> some crumpets. Start we're, this morning off with some crumpets. We're coming up on episode 300 uh we have not addressed it since the last time we talked about it usually that's how that works yeah you haven't you haven't addressed yeah. something until since the last time you addressed it's it the way we roll um have we thought any more about what we want to do for that because let's do them i think i did the math last time 300 would put us one two how many so we'd have what, twelve more? Sure. We're at two eighty eight right now. Yeah. So twelve episodes. That twelfth episode would be three hundred. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's six weeks out from now. So two eighty nine, two ninety, two ninety one, two ninety two, two ninety three. Are we? We're creeping into trade deadline area, aren't we? 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 300. So it looks like July 25th will be 300. If my math is, uh, that was a, that was just a quick breeze through the calendar. Maybe off by a day or two, but. All right, we're okay then. Looks like July 25th. Yeah. Assuming we hit all of our marks until that point. All right, we'll be okay. Trade deadline's the next week. Yeah, we're going to have to do something, something, something. Um, I don't know. I mean, we're already giving away a jersey for you goons that uh, are, are subscribing to the YouTube channel. If you haven't, what are you doing? Yeah, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're giving away a jersey once we hit uh, 500 subscribers. So go over and hit that. Big button. One in a 498 chance of winning a jersey. Correct. You say, well, how does that make sense? Well, as we've already explained, myself and Nate are not eligible. We have removed ourselves from the contest. But I mean, that's that's just the right thing to do, you know? But what's cool is that we're not, we're okay. not fighting to Let's get Let's pump the brakes here. Let's pump the brakes here. Let's see what sleazy trade Nate just pulled off just to give you guys an idea of the cra- the kind of garbage Nate pulls off here so Nate gets Randy Arozarena, Ty France, Sean Mania, Julio Arias for MJ Melendez, Jesse Winker who couldn't hit the broadside of a barn right now apparently, Brandon Nimmo, Nolan Gorman and Michael King. You sir are a piece of work. I that is unbelievable. I send out offers. If people accept them, that's on them. Hold on. No, I'm 
no. I'm putting a poll out right now. <laughs> I'm putting a poll out right now on the Instagram. What are we story. talking about? This is this is an abomination. I'm texting James right now. He's getting a shout out. <laughs> oh, it goes into effect right away. That's cool. Are you kidding me? Putting the squad together. I'm putting this out on a poll. Putting the squad together. Unbelievable. For those of you listening, feel free to hit me up and tell me if that's just not the fleece of the century. (laughs) What a freaking piece of work you are. (laughs) Look, man, this is what it's about. This is what you do in fantasy. You throw out offers to the teams that are that are on the bottom. They're not making it. That's what I'm doing. I don't know what else you want from me. Did Nate just pull off the fleece of the century? Squad's looking good now, though. Let me tell you. Squad's looking real good. No, that's that's crap is what that is. Hey, You've been pulling off ridiculous trades the last few weeks. Yeah, I at least throw out names that people can actually recognize, though. Unbelievable. I don't even know. I mean, Brandon Brandon Nimmo, Jesse Winker? Those are two yeah, big names right Tell there. me how Jesse Winker's doing right about now. Uh, anyway, not good. That's why I had to get rid of him. Yeah, exactly. What a what a slime ball. I don't even what were we even talking about? I don't even <laughs> care at this point anymore. Unbelievable. James is eating this up right now, and I I'm a fan. I what like a it. joke! It, hey, just a just a warning to those of you who are maybe interested in joining the three O Take Fantasy League in the future. Don't <laughs> save yourself the trouble. Don't Nate makes it, it he makes it miserable. James Absolutely just hit me miserable. with a message. He says, "Oh Jesus, we're gonna get in trouble for that one." <laughs> what a slime! I can't even. I can't even do this right now. Uh, SeatGeek, it's answered to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans of friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even, or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concert shows, and even theater performances like the crap we're seeing right now. What a show this is. With just a few easy clicks, we're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user SeatGeek. Next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code THE, the number three, the number zero, take pod. That's our social handle at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. It's all you got to do to save some of that. You shut your mouth, cold, hard cash. Enter promo code <laughs> the, the number three, the number zero, take pod. That's our social handle at checkout. SeatGeek. I can't, I can't believe you right now. I absolutely cannot <sighs> believe you. Well, hey, you know, anyone else could have landed that trade. You just weren't looking James' direction. James clearly has shipped it in for the year. He's one and eight. So, you know, whatever. Reigning, reigning champ is is officially been been taken down. But hey, even, you know, you gotta do what, what you a, gotta do. What a free! I I I I can't even talk to you right now. You're just I'll salty because your your starting pitching is just atrocious. Just hop off. I'm gonna do the rest of this podcast solo. This is a this <laughs> is a joke. This feels good. What a good day. Good, good way to of, start the week. Speaking of jokes, can we talk about this Tony La Russa intentional walk thing real quick? It happened, I think, like hours after our last episode, so we didn't get a chance to address after it. We don't we have talks to talk about yeah, the next guy being on the hot seat. He immediately, <laughs> yeah. immediately turns up the stove a little bit. He said, Tony said, hold my beer. Uh, <laughs> we don't have to talk about it at length, but I figured we could just address it. Tony, guy, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like it takes a lot. Yeah. It takes a lot to pull out pepperoni Tony on the old Instagram story. Yeah. But you did it. And let me just say, Pepperoni Tony was not pleased. Pepperoni Tony hit the nail on the head by acknowledging the fact that he doubled down on it in the press conference. Tony no. La Ru- he had the audacity to say, Well, is there a question about whether that was a good call? Yeah, yes. Tony. Every human being that watches baseball is questioning that decision. 100% pulling like drawing from numbers you could tell you he's just he's 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 out of his depth 
today's game is not what he's used to. And you could tell that like he's starting to question himself and just rely on numbers when he's never done that before as a manager. Look, we knock on analytics the, and stuff. Get out of here. We knock on the whole new school analytics thing an appropriate amount, I think. I mean, probably maybe a little more so than most, but an app- yeah. a relatively appropriate amount. I don't even think the people in the camps in the camp of the analytics no. would no. would have defended this move. And I don't no. I don't think I've seen anybody that has defended this move. Curious to see what Brian Kenny would say about that. He's the poster child for for analytics, and I feel like he would still be like, uh, how about we just bounce three straight sliders and, and hope for the best? No faith in your pitching. And I talked about that. I told you. I told you with that, your mean Mercedes cold, debatable controversy last year showed this team what Tony is. That's what this is. Tony does not, they don't, they don't have his support, dude. They don't have his backing. They don't, they don't feel like they're ready to run through war with him. And now it's just being shown more and more. I don't even know who was on the bump when he decided to do that, but no, bro. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. And for Max Muncie, like we've seen this kind of like this kind of I need a little chip on my shoulder at times to turn me around. Good for him. Cuz I would be extremely insulted if I'm sitting in the on deck circle no matter what level you're playing at. If you're sitting in the on deck circle and the kid in front of you is down 1 2 in the count and they decide to put him on base to get to you, I'm insulted. So good for Max Muncie. I'm glad that that Tony LaRusso wasn't able to fly under the radar with this type of move. If Max Muncy would have gotten out, this wouldn't have been that big of a deal. The fact that he ropes a three-run bomb and they lose by that much in the end of the game, perfect. This is exactly how it needed to happen to bring to light what Tony LaRusso is doing. And overall, like I'm questioning everything about the White Sox. I'm sorry. I really am. We said we were going to go at length with this, but like I don't know what's going on there. We have no idea what's going on. Going back to the Kimbrel trade. You have a young, promising second baseman. Trade him for a, a closer when you already have the reliever of the year. In that role? What? Question mark started a while ago. And they need to be continuing to pile up in order for this for this move to be made and when i say move tlr tlr's got to go you want to talk about moves being made going back to this fantasy thing real quick james just said i'm in fire cell mode you can send me something too what's left james there's you got, there's hey. nothing left like i said not to not to talk about this on blue in the face here but if you have any interest in joining the fantasy league i'll just save you the time don't even bother cuz nate's going to just Read off your roster for everybody to listen to real quick. Yeah, I earned that roster. I earned that roster. I'm just not not picking off the bones of the the people that aren't even. Get out of here. Unbelievable, man. You You have sold everybody ridiculousness to get this lineup. I do it one time. All right, stop. No, we're done talking fantasy. Uh, this White Sox thing, at what point do we change our tune on the White Sox? Because I feel like, uh, I mean, the majority, safe to say, good good percentage of White Sox fans are hitting the panic button and well, or fire just, Tony chant, which just busted out a couple days yeah, that, ago. That's not a good look if you're if you're Tony. Um, but, I mean, look, as it, as it stands right now, the White Sox are six games back. And they're not even in second place either. The as yeah. we mentioned, the Guardians are kind of just hanging around. Who knows what's going to happen with them? The White Sox got to figure it out, dude. At what point do we change our tune on this this whole division cakewalk narrative? Because it's not looking like that's the case. Why isn't anyone in the clubhouse standing up for for Tony La Russa? That tells you another thing. Who's the leader in that clubhouse? 
I know T.A. is the loudest one in that clubhouse. Is he the leader? I don't know. We're watching bonehead mistakes. Game ended yesterday with with Luis Robert tying up or uh, tagging up from second with two outs in the ninth after a fly ball is caught in deep left and gets he thrown out at third. Ball he game wasn't over. even the tying run. No, Luis they were down Robert, two. What are you doing, guy? It's just bonehead mistakes being made. There's no leadership. Um, and and. Look, despite what people think, yes, there are injuries that happen. There are real injuries that happen. But there's also there's also something you got to account for when when you're like fighting to get back healthy, right? When you when you have a team that's that's killing it, you get that like edge of like I want to fight back from the IL to get back in on this, right? I want to be a part of this. When they're down and bad like this. Those dudes on the I.L. are like, yeah, I think I'm just going to take my time. I'm just going to let this stuff heal up and I'm not going to rush it. Right? There's no urge. There's no sense of urgency to get back from the I.L. And I think that's what we're seeing with a lot of these guys that are injured. But they're in a weird, weird place, man. There's just uh, there's trade rumors around a lot of guys throughout the whole offseason season. There's questionable moves being made, and I mean, I just like they—they they don't have an identity. They're not playing with like a chip on their shoulder. They're not having fun. Then it's—it's odd. It's just odd to me. They look—they look big, slow, and unathletic. That's how I look at that team, and they're getting older. So, how does this big, slow, and unathletic team look to you moving forward? When? When do we address the elephant in the room that again, this isn't, it's not shaping up to be again, it's mid, it, we're, we're coming up on mid June, the whole it's early, it's still early talk that's out the window. At what point do we look at the White Sox and say, uh, they're going to have to scrap for the division now, if, if they want it now, now it's a big enough lead for the twins right now and they're going to play a they're going to play good enough ball the twins are good enough to to play at this pace they're not one of the best teams in baseball the only reason they're the twins may win the division is because of that division but i'm not going to sit here and say that the twins are going to be in the same category as as some of those bigger teams but they gotta they gotta i mean the the white Sox are they're just i don't know they were a first round exit last year. At what point are we going to pull the trigger on on letting Tony Larusa go, and it be justified? I understand the mid season stuff, right? That's become more flashy, more of the thing to do for the last I don't know five ten years, where you let your manager go in the middle of the year. So I understand if they don't do that, but if they're a first round exit or worse, he's got to go. He's got to go. Because there, I just I don't know what's going on there, but I don't think Tony Larusa. No, I said this last time. Not, not managers can't get every part of the blame, and managers can't get every part of the credit. That's the rule. They can't yep. get they can't get either one of those. If the White Sox manage to crawl back into the conversation and do sneak into a wild card spot or maybe even compete for the division, what are we associating it to? Probably the fact that they're getting all their guys back and they're healthy. Yep. Right? Not Tony Russa. At this rate. The decisions he's making, the way he's going about it, you can tell when when guys start to question the press. And we watched that with Joe Madden last week, right? We watched him question the press. And you can tell that they're they're struggling. Right? He was stressing out. When you start saying, oh, do you really think that's a good question? Well, yeah, dude, because all of us in this room are, are thinking this and wondering. And if we're thinking this, so is the rest of Baseball America questioning what's going on. So. Do you think Tony La Russa finishes out 2022 in a White Sox uniform? No, I don't. 
But I did see this comment. This is the only thing that's holding me up. I did see this comment from the GM. Somebody. I don't know if it was the GM. From it was Jerry. somebody. It was from Jerry. Was it Jerry? He said, he said, I've let Tony LaRusso go in the past. I swore I wouldn't do it again. I don't know if he said that, but I saw the comment of, like, I'm paraphrasing, but basically saying, like, Tony LaRusso is managing this ball club. I just don't know how how long if that is true if that's if that's his feelings about it I don't know how long you can hold hold out that that outlook yeah yeah there's got to be there's got to be a outlook. tipping point there's got to be a tipping point and if I mean this team was was arguably an AL favorite at the beginning of the year yeah at least in that conversation there's plenty of people choosing them to win the pennant. Now we're talking about maybe not even getting into the postseason, and you're still going to hold on to that manager. Because let's not forget, and you may think, who was picking the White Sox to win the pennant? Nobody, nobody thought that you included. I would, I would say, nobody saw the Yankees doing what no. they what they've done no. at this point. Nobody, nobody saw did. it happening. No Yankees fan did. So you whoever have to, says that is wrong. Exactly. So you have to rewind back to before the season started. Your your options were limited, and or, yeah. or your choices, I should say, were limited in terms of who you think was going to take the, the right. pennant. The White right. Sox were one of those teams, right? Well, we talked about the 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 lack of depth in that division. We thought that the AL East was going to be a lot like the NL East, where they're just beating each other up the whole year. So you look at the other divisions, and we thought the Mariners were going to be better, right? They thought that we we thought that they were going to compete with the Astros, so that was going to be in question. So the only division that was really truly on paper from the outside at the beginning of the season that was up for grabs was the AL Central, based on what you look at on that roster. And there's just there's no fire, there's nothing, there's nothing coming from them. Hold it's on. manufactured ridiculousness from TA a couple weeks ago, and that's it. I need to make sure I understood you. You said the only division up for grabs was the AL Central. I'm saying the only division that we felt like was was, was a, lock. a lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the only division that we felt like was just. And when I say we, it's not just you and me. There's plenty of baseball people that thought the same way at the beginning of the year. Sure. You know, we thought the other two divisions were going to beat each other up for a while. I mean, obviously, right? The Blue Jays and the Rays and the Red Sox are all real teams that are going to beat up on the Yankees typically. And there's still plenty of season left, and that could happen. And then the West is where we thought more competition coming out of some of these up-and-coming teams. That's not happening. That's not coming to fruition. So what are the White Sox doing? Who knows, man? Who who knows what the White Sox are doing? Let's look at the NL East because I think it was no more than a week ago that I, I repeated myself in saying that the NL East was a division I was going to have my eye on for the remainder of the season. And boy, is it heating up. Hey, credit to the Braves fans that were in the mentions saying, we're just giving the rest of the division a head start. Because the Atlanta Braves have now won 11 straight baseball games. And they, as it stands right now, entering Monday, the National League East looks as follows. You have the Mets at 40-22 and 22 atop the division. You have the Braves, again, who have won 11 straight, are 34-27 and 27 at five and a half back. The Phillies, who just reeled off uh, a nine-game winning streak before that got snapped on Sunday, who are nine games back, but only three and a half out of a wild card spot at 30 and 30. I mean, you could toss in the Marlins too. They played their seven and three in their last 10. I mean, even the Nats are playing 500 ball over their last 10. So yeah, so I'm saying these, these teams, these teams, this division is waking up. And like you said, credit to Braves fans for holding true because one, they're a second-half team. We talked about slow starts from a lot of guys, right? And now we're just starting to see things happen. Adam Duvall is starting to become Adam Duvall again, right? 
Austin Riley has put together a solid year quietly again. That guy's always going to fly under the radar, unfortunately. Albies has been going off during this win streak. You don't even have Acuna going back on like normal Acuna stuff yet. You got little Contreras brother who is just dominating behind the plate. And then you sprinkle in Travis Darno three or four times a week. And you've got a lot of production coming out of two catchers. Pitching staff is only going to get stronger. Yeah, I think, speaking of which, I think I saw, forgive me because I can't remember, but I think somebody, um, <laughs> um can't remember who sent it to me, but somebody sent me a, a post about um, their ranking, like as a platoon. And I think they're like, at the time that they sent it to me, like not too long ago, they were like a top of the national league for product, like production output from the catcher position. The yeah. pair. Yeah. And it's, it's absolutely welcomed. I mean, it's, this is, this is a team that we know we, the, the a GM that we know will happily figure out the right moves to fill in any holes and watch them go. Watch them go. That's what this team can do. This team, the Atlanta Braves, they were 23 and 27 heading into June, and as I mentioned, they are now 11 and 11 and 0 in games since then. Um they cut the lead from 10 and a half games to 5 and a half where they stand now, entering Monday, uh, just over the course of that winning streak. Yeah. So you you cut the lead in half with this streak. And I, I've seen some headlines saying that for for them and the Phillies, that these these two winning streaks, which we've yet to see how, how long this Brave streak goes, because it's still we're still going here. Like I said, mm-hmm. the Phillies snapped at nine. You could argue that these two streaks help keep them afloat because you think, well, it's just it's just nine, ten, eleven games. As we've talked about before, you ha something you have to keep in mind is what you're able to do up to the deadline. Mm-hmm. It's like exactly. sure, you can't look at a ten game streak and say that that saves your season, but it at yeah. least like kind of like in a in a in a racing video game, you get to that checkpoint. It's like you may mm-hmm. not you may not set your personal best, but you're at least giving yourself a chance to finish the race before the game ends your round and sends you back to the beginning of the race because you didn't make the checkpoint in time. Right. The, the streaks such as these extend your life in terms of a season yeah. to the deadline. And then from there, it, it's up to you. We'll see how the chips fall. But if you can at least get yourself to the deadline and make moves as we've seen in very recent past it's all fair game at that point yeah i agree i definitely agree um i just i think that if the braves are within five by the time the trade deadline is rolling around if they're within five look out look out because they like i said i mean they clearly know how to make moves they clearly know how to fill gaps and plug holes and and find production. And if you think that just was a fluke last year, it's not. Adding Rosario, adding Soler, that's not a fluke. Not a fluke. Adding Jock, they're going to do that kind of stuff again. And you can even look at the teams that they're comfortable making moves with. I'm sure the Marlins will have a couple guys up for grabs. Not saying there's going to be a Solaire, you know, reunite situation going on in Atlanta, but I'm sure they have some names that are okay. We can have a conversation about those guys. So when you establish that kind of uh, rapport is a generous word, but that that kind of experience and history with another GM around the trade deadline, you know, we, we're talking Marlins, we're talking the Royals. The Royals have a couple people up for grabs. Braves know what they're doing. Braves know what they're doing. I'm excited and for this deadline. There's going to be some big names available. Yeah, big names. And, and teams that 
I'm curious to see how teams commit. Um, I'm, I can't wait for how teams decide which direction they're going to go. Are they complete sellers and, and turning into another entire rebuild again? Or are they going to hold on to some core guys? You know, I keep thinking of the Pirates. You know, they haven't done anything with Reynolds. They haven't, uh, you know, necessarily committed to him yet. They've committed to a couple names. Are they going to sell on everybody? We've seen a lot of arms come out. I mean, I'm a little biased here, but, you know, we got three on the Yankees that have come from the pirate system that have found a way to, to, you know, do new things once they left. That Bednar dude that's closing down games for Pittsburgh is absolutely is going to be sought after. They're going to get a lot of calls if they're not already getting them. That guy is going to go for a high price. A reliever that is closing down games for a bad team. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe Brian Reynolds gets gets attached to that and gets included into that trade. I know of a team that could use Bednar, but we won't go down that we won't go down that road. You're hopeful. I that's all I can be right now. That's all you can be. That's all you can be, man. I mean, look, hey, I'm not you don't see me over here jumping up and down. Eight and two in our last ten. I'm not. I am. Look, somebody said a while ago. At this point, it's probably years ago where they said, "Oh, Kyle and do talk about a Red Sox Yankees." I took that to heart. I probably took that a little more personally than I probably should have. But I'm like, you know yeah. what? So be it. Yeah. I'll keep my Red Sox talk to a minimum. I'm not going to talk about the fact that we're now three games over 500 after that abysmal start, eight and two in our last ten. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say anything. Four plus 40 run differential. It's fine. I'm just chilling. But uh, no, back to the NL East. And specifically with the Phillies. Um, well, no, I mean, you could really say it for the Phillies and the Braves. If you're the Mets. You got to start sweating a little bit. I you think. got, yeah. you're you're looking over your shoulder a little bit. You, yeah. It's that, it's that rear view window or rear view mirror meme where you got you got the guy coming up the side objects may appear closer you got yeah objects in the mirror closer than they appear and you've got two guys running side by side with mets and or with phillies and braves shirts on and they're they're hauling right now well i mean there's there's i i don't know if i can say i'm a i'm a believer in the phillies um I can say it more, more so about the Braves. Sure, uh, but they're on the rise, right? They're trending upwards, whereas the Mets are, you know, like you talked about, these injuries, whether you like it or not, are going to affect them. And you know, they're five and five in the last ten, and if they can play five hundred ish baseball until they get those guys back. I don't know if they're going to have a very big lead in this division. So their start is absolutely needed because these teams are going to close the gap. I I just can't wait for it. I just absolutely cannot wait for it. The Mets, man. The also inevitable. another team that's not scared to spend money. So they could be buyers as well. So they're, they're you know, there's... There's a couple um, names that I think there there could be a situation where certain teams are going to try to block other teams. You know, when they look at their needs versus, you know, their opponent's needs, they could try and block that. You know what I'm saying? Like that, the, the, uh, like the Rizzo, I think of like the Rizzo signing for the Yankees. Yeah. was almost like a block to the Red Sox, right? Like the Red Sox needed a first baseman. And I, it, that's kind of how it felt. Like it was, yes, this plugs our hole, but it also blocks them. I think there's going to be a couple names at the deadline that those three teams are going to look at and say, yeah, we want this guy, but we also really, really don't want them to have him. So we got to go get him first. Yeah, I can see that. If Luis way. Castillo goes into the NL East... That's just kind of one of those things where, like, it could be a block, right? Like, yes. And that's something I could see the Mets doing. 
We don't necessarily need him, but we don't want these other teams to have him, so we're going to go grab him. Maybe. It's just a maybe, though. I can see it happening. Um, any other thoughts on the NL East? Because I want to transition to a pair of teams out in the NL West that just wrapped up a, a series. A little bit of a dog fight going out in the West, I think. Any any closing thoughts on any of those three teams? Uh, yeah, I'm just not ready to buy in on the Phillies. I don't think I ever ever will this year. Uh, I I thought about it for a second, but it's just it's clear when you watch them and you're like, oh, yeah, y'all got an underbelly for sure. Like there's you watch their games, they're like, yeah, this isn't the cleanest way to get it done. They're finding a way to win ball games because they're hyped up, they're inspired right now. But law of averages, baby. Stick to that. Stick to that motto. Which, like we were talking about before we hopped on air, is I don't think, or maybe you did. I don't think I realized that they fired Joe Girardi after a win. Yeah, that was weird. They were on a nine-game winning streak, but uh, Thompson had the the final eight wins under his yeah. belt. Girardi started the win the winning streak. Yeah, which that's a wild move in and of itself, but. Yeah, I mean the Phillies are Phillies are fired up. They outscored their opponents during that stretch, sixty-four to twenty-four. So I mean they're they're swinging it, but that's what they were assembled to do. So no surprise there. But it's just a matter of whether or not their pitching can. Their do bullpen needs to, anything yeah. for them. Yeah, wow. their bullpen is. You got you got rotation guys works. that need to need to just be like it, it's time. Aaron Nola, like, it's time, dude. You need to be the guy. You need to be in a top 10 conversation on a regular basis. Wheeler has, has kind of flirted with that. Like, there's just guys that just need to, I'm the, I'm the guy. I'll show you. I'm just waiting to see that. Still not going to be enough, though. The Mets don't want to admit it, man, but they're sweating. Yeah. They're sweating. That little comment about Frankie, like when Frankie Lindor came out and said that, you know, we're more than just DeGrom and Scherzer. Sure, I get it, but you got two freak shows that are world-class pitchers not pitching for you right now. doesn't matter what the rest of your roster looks like. You're not having those two guys. It's going to make you sweat. You I'm still always, not on. I'm still not on the Mets are gonna Met thing. I think the. I think that's done. You just wait for it. No, it's not done. You just wait for it. I think that's done. No, no, that's the entire point of what I was trying to say. Is it's gonna be that that result is gonna it's gonna happen, but it's gonna be delayed. Is my point because I agree well, with you. What are you? What there are you gonna? Cat- better- what are you gonna categorize that as? If 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 the Mets lose the division by one game at the end of the year, are you gonna say the Mets are gonna Met? Are you going to say they did met? I don't think so. I wouldn't consider if now if they if they miss the postseason and fall out of or or maybe even fall down to like the third wild card spot, then okay. maybe that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Let's address this real quick before we move on because I feel like I've been saying the Mets are going to met and we haven't exactly right clarified what what that means to me or what that's going to look like to me. They were as as I mentioned, they were ten and a half games up on the Braves before this uh winning streak started for the Braves. Mm-hmm. Do we know if this was was the lead more than that at any point? I don't know, honestly. I'm not too sure. Probably right around there. I can't imagine it being much more than that. So let's just But say I think when that was happening. No, I mean, yeah, that's probably right. Probably the biggest lead they've had. But I think like like this conversation of if the Mets are playing, you know, five and five in the last ten, Braves won eleven straight, or you can't say, oh, the Mets, the Mets are starting to met. Like, no, dude, like five hundred ball through a game, uh, ten game stretch happens. That that's how it goes sometimes. No, and again, I didn't say that this was. No, no, the no I'm start not saying you process. are. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying, I think there's there's a way of how we define it, right? There's a way of Mets are going to met. What does that mean? That's what I'm asking you. What does that mean to you? Missing the postseason, losing the division, 
Okay, well, let me ask you this. If you're 10 and a half games up in the division, and you did that, like you said. It's May when that was the case. But you... Well, yes, but we're now two weeks into June, and the winning streak is still going on for the Braves, so you can also say June. It's it's June for that. You've done what you've done without Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom for, for a, a period of time there. They mm-hmm. come back, and you you can't win the division. Like, forget missing the postseason for a minute. You, If you can't win the division when you get those guys back, what are we going to classify that as? You're up ten and a half games, and you don't even have the two best pitchers in baseball, and then you get them back. I don't know how else to look at that. Well, if they get into the postseason and end up beating one of these teams and make it into a second or you know second round, like is that? Well, I still don't to think me, that, that's like that's, a, a that's an added layer of the conversation. But I'm just saying on on paper, on the surface, if you look at a team that. Like I said, ten and a half up. You don't have the two best pitchers in baseball. You get them back, and then you miss out on the division. I think a conversation needs to be had at the end of the season to maybe readdress. Depends. It just I, all I'm saying is that I want to get to like December, and then we can officially say, "Did the Mets ever met?" That's what I'm asking. That's what I, I want to wait until then to say, "Did they do it?" And I'm not going to say. Just because the season ends and they lost the division, they're you know they're securely in that wild card position before you know postseason even starts. I can't say, oh, the Mets meted. No, I got to wait that out, and that's something that you haven't done for the Mets in a while. So that argues to my point of, I mean that that solidifies my point of the the Mets are different this year because we have to hold off. Now, if they do miss the postseason. Like you said, if 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 they miss the division and the postseason and they get these guys back, then yes, the Mets met it for sure. 100%. I just don't think it's going to happen. We'll see. They're one of two teams of 40 wins right now. So yeah. curious to see if they can, you know, continue to fight, hey, look, if they can play. Look, hand up, jokes aside, bias aside. I think it would be incredible for baseball if we saw an all New York World Series this year. I'm all right. Man of like integrity that. here. I, yeah. I I would I would thoroughly enjoy watching that. Like yeah. you push my my hatred for the Mets aside, the the fact that I think they're frauds, my hate obvious hatred for the Yankees, I think mm-hmm. that'd be good that'd be good entertainment. I think it would too. I think it would too. But I don't think we're gonna get there because I think the Mets are gonna met. But anyway, let's talk uh let's talk Giants sweeping the Dodgers, shall we? I don't feel good about the Dodgers. You know what do I you? do feel good about? Why do you ask me a question and then you want me to read? Why do you start the transition? <laughs> what are you talking about? I what know what I, you're doing. What did I, I ask know you to what read? You're doing. You know, you know what you want me to do right now. I didn't ask you. I didn't ask you to read anything. I you said, don't? you know what I feel good about. What do, you, what do you feel good about? I was going to say, how do you feel about the new Instagram algorithm in terms of how it's been doing for our content? Because we've been, uh, we've been we've no, blown up a little bit. That's not what you're going to say. You wanted me to read Big League Chew. It's okay. It's all right. How I, do you, like big, I like reading Big League Chew. How do you feel like... Uh, mm, scrambling. A lot of backpedaling going right now. Watching the wheels turn. <laughs> watching the wheels turn and... How do you, how do you, uh, do you know what I like? Uh, do you know what I like? What do you this like, is what guy? I was actually going to ask you. Do you know what I like? Hmm. Joey Chestnut's odds in the hot dog eating contest this July. That's what it was, huh? That's what I was going to say that I like. Mm. But it's, you just yeah. assumed that I wanted right. to talk ad read, yeah. which I thought was awfully June thirteenth. So yeah, we definitely need to talk about something well, that's going to happen. You don't think Joey Chestnut's not preparing <laughs> at this point? Ah, <laughs> uh, Big League Chew, founded by former left-handed pitcher Rob Nelson. Big League Chew started from humble beginnings in the Portland Mavericks bullpen in 1977. 
For more than 40 years, the iconic pouch is packed with shredded, flavorful bubble gum has become the number one shredded gum of athletes everywhere. Big League Chew has sold more than 900 million pouches and is designated as the Hall of Fame bubblegum. Grab some gum to head to Big League Chew's social media channels at Big League Chew on Twitter at Big League Chew Gum on Instagram to show off your Big League bubbles. You can also find a list of retailers or purchase any of their products directly from their website at BigLeagueChew.com. Big League Chew. BLC. Big League Chew. Big League Chew. Big League Chew. So, Giants sweep the Dodgers, as you mentioned. First sweep of the Dodgers since 2016, which I feel like is kind of hard to believe. That is weird. Considering they had a good year last year, I would have guessed there was one. Yeah, just one. Yeah. But first sweep since 2016 for the Giants. Um, let's see. They had entered the weekend having lost twenty of their or twelve of their last twenty games. Again, heading into this weekend before the sweep, um, but they now only sit three and a half back of the Dodgers, which brings me to another point. I don't know if the Padres are getting as much love as they should be right now. No, not nearly enough. Not nearly enough. After what? Not making. The 80 win mark last season, I think a lot of people were saying, well, it was a nice run and all, but we're going to have to let the big dogs run next year. Yeah. Yeah. And they're running. I just feel like the, the, the Dodgers have overcooked their roster, man. They've left it. They've left it on the skillet too long. They've tried to tinker with it too much. There's too many things they're doing and they're starting to, I think, affect not necessarily the culture, but maybe the confidence in, in some guys, you know? And, and I, I think that's what that does, man. It's just eventually you start, you start doing too much and you don't let guys naturally adopt their role. If the role's always changing because you added some new superstar every off season, eventually it's just like, Start pissing dudes off internally. I don't know if that's what's going on. Look, they're still winning. You know, I mean, they're still leading the division. They're still very much in contention for for a, a World Series run. But it's just like at a certain point, dude, you're like you're doing too much, and and you're not letting these guys buy in. I feel like a lot of what they've done, yes, they have to, to take their you know their own credit on this, but a lot of what they've done is like almost wrecked the confidence level of Bellinger and Muncie and just guys that, you know, were supposed to be the dudes, you know, you wanted to build around them and now you don't, you add in superstars and it makes them self-conscious. That's what it looks like to me from the outside. And now you have Walker Bueller that's done for the next at least two months. Who knows if he's ever going to get ramped up again to to be a, a starter in the postseason. You know? There's a lot of question marks around L.A. And you can let Mookie Betts play out of his mind all he wants. But you need some of these other guys to start stepping up. The guys that were supposed to be your superstars that are now role players. They don't know how to be role players. Cody Bellinger has been a superstar his whole life. Right? Max Muncie has been that tough guy, that tough first baseman that you never, you know, I'm the front line of defense for my team. Uh, you've re- removed him from that role, right? Justin Turner watched a DH spot open up in this lineup, and now it's like, you know, am I getting old? Am I about done? There's just, there's a lot of guys that are just questioning what's going on, and I think that's eventually what you do when you over tinker with the with the roster that's what it feels like well we don't need to necessarily get carried away and and start questioning whether or not they're capable of of winning a world series and i'm not saying that that's what you're saying because even after the sweep they have a plus 106 run differential they're Mm -hmm. still 37 and 23 yeah and still as we've already mentioned first in the division right so 
yeah, a little bit of a scare if you're the Dodgers. You just, I mean, you mean had, look at the Padres. The Padres are a half game back. They're seven and three in their last ten. Although they did lose their last two. The for me, the biggest thing with the Dodgers is you've just had some weird stretches this season. You you've gotten beaten up by the Pirates. You've gotten swept by the Giants, which hasn't right. happened in right six seven years. Like just mm-hmm. so, just some strange things happening to a team that makes that I you think question your confidence. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not saying they're a bad team. Clearly, they're they're not capable of being that bad of a team. When you organize this roster and this lineup, they're they're not capable of being a bad team. There's too many good players on that team. But in order for the Dodgers to be the Dodgers and to just let everybody in the world know that we are going to win this World Series and plow through teams. This kind of stuff doesn't happen. Weird sweeps from from teams that haven't swept you in a while or should never be sweeping you like the Pirates did. So that's my argument. That's what I'm saying. How much confidence does a Dodgers fan really have in their team? Truly, deep down. At the end of the day, good teams can get you 90 wins, they can get you 95 wins, they can get you 100 wins. The teams that are great, do. the teams that are great are the teams that win the World Series. And I know that may not make a lot of sense, but if you really think about it, it makes perfect sense. You can be a good team, and you can put up 90 to 100 wins, mm-hmm. but are you going to win the World Series? Are you right. going to win the final game of the season? Right. Because there's a difference. We've seen teams win World Series with less than 90 wins. And we've seen the greatest team in regular season history in the Mariners not win it with 116 wins. You got to get over the hump. You got to finish it. I'm just not sure if this Dodgers team is going to be able to. Could be a different story in October. But when I look at this team now, it's a lot of dudes that I have questions about. Yeah, I just want to go on record as saying I'm not, I'm not panicking for the Dodgers. I just no, think it's no, worth. No, you'll be it. fine. It's You're worth it. I don't even know if they're going to lose the division. I doubt they will. No, they're definitely not going to miss the postseason. They're not capable of being a bad team. It's just whether or not they can be a great team. Exactly, when and I don't know if they done. can. I don't know if they can. Looking at the way things are, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I do know, though, Nate, is the Baltimore Orioles are staying put in Baltimore, which I I didn't think we would have to be addressing this or having this random, conversation anytime random soon. Random conversation. Random. But the Orioles, of all teams, were rumored to possibly be on the move at some point in the near future, which, of all places, I just don't know why you would leave. And not even not even because of the city of Baltimore. I'm just talking about the park. Like, why you would ever leave Camden Everything's Yards good. Yeah. is is just beyond me. Like I, you're okay. I have yeah. no idea why you would even entertain that. Like you've got an absolute gem, yeah, of a park and a gem and have, of, as we've talked about a, a gem of a fan base. Those people love the Orioles. They just true aren't seeing great baseball right now, or r- relatively recently, they just haven't haven't been watching good baseball. Well, a good fan base, and you have great teams in that division that are coming through on a regular basis. You're going to be able to get people in that stadium. Um, the 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 conversation, the only reason it came about was apparently the brother uh, of the owner was like, hey, I'm going to file a lawsuit because my brother keeps talking about wanting to move the team to Tennessee. I think it was uh, Luis versus, who's the, it's the Angelo brothers, right? Um. It basically just talked about how, you know, we wanna we wanna give a lawsuit. It was John versus Luis. And Luis is the one that's that's filing the lawsuit saying, Oh, well, John wants to move the Orioles out of town. John came out and said, No, that's never been in the conversation. It never will be. And he backed it up with like some huge I'm ready to go to war for John. Type read me statements. that. Read, read me that opener. How, that I mean that that gave me that gave me chills. I'm not even a Baltimore native. I mean, it, 
as long as Fort McHenry is standing watch over the Inner Harbor, the Orioles are staying put. Ooh, fire me up. Ooh, that gets me going, dude. I mean, everything that he's talked about is, it's just, this is what you want to hear as an Orioles fan. John came out and said, there is nothing uncertain about the future of the Baltimore Orioles. I want to assure our Orioles players and coaches, our dedicated front office senior leadership team and staff, and our devoted fans, trusted partners, elected, civic, and non-profit uh, leaders, and our entire community that the Orioles will never leave. From 33rd Street to Camden Yards, the Birds of Baltimore, the iconic team of Brooks, Earl, Jim, Frank, Cal, and Eddie will forever remain in the only city that our family and partnership group has called or ever will call home. The finest city and birthplace of our national anthem of which are enduringly proud, of which we are enduringly proud and to which we are forever committed. Ooh. Bro, you want to nip a, a narrative in the bud? That's how you do it. You come out with a statement like that. He covered all bases. He covered everybody involved with the organization, including their legendary names that have been through that park. That park. They're not going anywhere. And I read something else that, like, whatever the committee is around that park, like it's Camden Yards, but also, you know, that, like, inner area, um, that they just got, like, a 1.2, they just greenlit a $1.2 billion fund to revamp a lot of stuff. So you're going to see a lot of stuff around Camden Yards get bulked up. You're going to see stuff in Camden Yards get bulked up. They're doing the right things. And we talked about that on the team side of things, they're doing the right things too. They're playing better baseball. They absolutely are. And they're starting to put together this core. I like what they're doing, man. I do. And you're right. Like that, It's a good fan base. It's a good city. And what are we doing? It's an amazing ballpark. It's one of the most beautiful ballparks in the game. I gotta it's not get going there, anywhere. Dude. It's been a minute since I've been over there. I got to get over there again. I feel 100% like I need, do. I feel like I need, just for that, that take alone about the the inner harbor i need to just get over there just go just get over there walk on utah street go look at some plaques talk to me a little bit man just just take it in if you haven't been to camden yards you need to go it is gorgeous it is full of of just classic baseball culture doesn't need to change and, and the owner, man, whoo, boy, that got me going, man. That's sweet. That, that's what you want anybody to say. That really that's what you hope. Going. That's what you hope your owner would say about your, your, your team, your favorite organization. That's what you hope they come out and say. And he said it perfectly. Love to hear it. Uh, that's about all I had from a headline perspective uh i did have a an item here for closing the book uh or a couple items actually uh want to show some love we touched briefly on the on the yankees um but need to show a little bit of love to matt carpenter uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) mustache matt let's go baby that guy's been that guy's been tearing it up made franchise history with six plus home runs in his first 10 games with the yankees uh, and on Sunday went three for four with two bombs and seven ribbies. So, you know what? I, hey, hand up. I I had kind of <laughs> written Matt Carpenter off. I was like, you know what? I think, I mean, you, you go back to the salsa days when that was yeah. big with him. I was like, all right, like, yeah, that was, that was a cool chapter and everything. But I think, I think Matty C's days are done. But he said, no, put me in the pinstripes and, and, and watch me work. Mustache Matt has successfully softened the blow on Josh Donaldson's contract by providing a left-handed bat that can also play third base that also has the same amount of pop and is capable of doing this thing. I mean, we've watched this guy hit 30 home runs and go for 90-plus RBIs on a regular basis. We saw it a ton. It doesn't just go away. It doesn't just disappear. The guy's lost a lot of what the, the he's talking about. Is he, he lost his feel for a while. Didn't even know like how to hit a baseball at certain points. So now we're seeing him just get back to normal. 
Um, yeah, he's not going to continue to just rope home runs on a regular basis like this. But I'm more excited about what he said about about the Yankees in general. And he's been a, he's been in a, a winning clubhouse before, and he's he's recognizing that this team is like uh, genuinely every player in that clubhouse is rooting for each other. And that's that's what makes it feel a little bit different right now. And it's just like it's cool. And like we talked about with, you know, kind of like the White Sox, when you got guys that are like it hurt and your team's not doing well, they're gonna take their time getting back. This team doing so well, you get guys hurt for a little bit, they can't wait to get back. They can't wait to try and compete again. And it's not about necessarily one upping each other, but it kinda is. Like they're they're competing internally. In a good way. But and it's and it's still going for the same direction, you know. Jose Trevino and 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 Kyle Higashioka, I mean, Higashioka had two home runs yesterday with Matt Carpenter. And who's the person that's standing on the on the front step, cheering the most? That's Jose Trevino, you know what I mean? So like that's what's going on, and I I think this is like a resurgence for Matt Carpenter. That's what I, that's what it feels like. I think he found his way in the right clubhouse at the right time while he's working on new mechanical things and it's working for him. So is the mustache, baby. That's that thing is thick. That is nice. Thick and full. Uh, yeah. So showing some love to Matt Carpenter there much deserved. Uh, we mentioned Walker Bueller's out for six to eight weeks. Uh, and lastly here, didn't think this would be the last thing we'd be talking about because I feel like it was just just kind of fell from the clouds here. But the whole Joe Madden Mohawk thing, what a weird way to put a bow on that story. What a just the absolute worst. Like imagine getting fired and you're already thinking about it constantly. Now every time you look in the mirror, you're reminded that you got fired while doing your best to <laughs> fire the boys up and get them going a ridiculous mohawk and you're you're 70 plus however old joe madden is standing in the <laughs> unreal in dude. the meal i i feel i felt bad for him honestly i really did yeah because like i felt you, bad you know that like if you've played baseball at even a slightly competitive level you know that it gets to especially the longer the season is, depending yeah. upon what level you plan, it, it can get kind of grueling at certain points. And sometimes yeah. you just need to do weird stuff to like shake things up. So like right. we can have our thoughts and opinions on Joe Madden as a manager, but like I, I respect the move for just like trying yeah. to make something happen. Yeah. Although I, I do feel like they were in such a bad stretch where it was like, all right, we can't be we yeah. can't be doing these little gimmicky things. But um so tell me if I got the story right here. So he wakes up, does the mohawk, and prepares to like go into the clubhouse to show the guys, but then is unable to because he he yeah. finds out that he's been let go. Yeah. So the players didn't even see the effort. Didn't even get to see the oh, effort. Oh man. Safe to say he just he just cleaned it off, right? Like you, oh, you got keep, to. You don't keep that. You gotta just bick it, dude. You gotta oh, get everything it is, gone. It's Joe Madden, though, so it's possible that maybe he did keep it. He's a he's a string. He's a he's a character. That's so unfortunate. I do feel bad for him, and that's I think that's the difference when you look at like when you look at Joe Madden versus a Tony Larusa. Like you can see, like you know, Joe Madden has the love of his players. Otherwise, he wouldn't be comfortable doing that. You know what I mean? He has the love of or had the love of his players. He had that connection. So that's why it, it just makes it a little bit. Uh, that hurts. It's tough. It's just tough. What a weird way. Like I said, I do hope the, hope the Mohawk is gone, though. I hope it's just. I hope so, too. Yeah. I hope he's on a beach somewhere just chilling, relaxing. I mean, he'll, he, he's going to get picked up by somebody. You you would think, right? Not this year. Not this year. Not during the season. Even he might there's even another eat- midseason firing? I could see him going a little like hiatus. I could see him hitting on, you know, just going on MLB Network for the next two or three years and waiting for the right job, waiting for the right roster configuration, the configuration, the way Buck Showalter waited for the Mets. Like he waited for the right scenario. And there's no way the Mets were the first team to be interested in Buck Showalter. 
He had offers for sure for the years that he was working for Yes Network and on MLB TV or MLB Network. Um, he just waited for it. And I think that's what Joe Madden needs to do. He needs to wait for the right scenario. Without a mohawk. I can see it happening. Yes, without yeah. a mohawk. Um, my friend, that is all I have for us today. Unless you got anything else for the Chasers, we can uh, we can call it on this one, and we'll see you guys Thursday. We'll be talking about the three hundred fake number. Where are we at now, dude? Are we is it six, five, is or six? Six. Hold on, stand by. Uh, Thursday we will be doing the three hundred fake number six. And what did we decide on? Birds. Birds aren't real. Birds aren't the real. Bir- the birds aren't real movement. The conspiracies Govern- behind the government birds. spies. Big fan. What a God, people are people are interesting, man. People are fascinating. Uh, big fan. It really is big fascinating. Fan of that. Any closing yeah. thoughts for the chasers? Um, hey, you know what? If you're in contention in fantasy baseball, go out there and make a trade that just puts you over the edge. This is your this is your notice right now. This is your little it's a little nudge. Not Get even our there. league. If you're just in a fantasy baseball league, this is yeah. If this you're is in a fantasy sign. baseball league, just get out there, throw trades at everybody, go out and, and commit highway robbery, and just see what fl- gets accepted. Just pull off the fleece of the century. This is your yeah. nudge, straight yeah. from straight from Nate's mouth. This is there this you is your nudge. Yeah, another nudge is just don't go chasing curveballs. We love you all, and as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay. Filthy.